Hello there, my name is Paul Waller, not Weller, that's me speaking. Uh, The news today is that I've actually run out of time and I'm unable to deliver to you that Stephen King big hitter episode that I know I promised. Uh, That's going to be with you on the 1st of February now. So as per when life gets uh, sort of in the way, which has happened three times previously, what I like to do is pull out of the vault eight conversations from those big hitter episodes And what I've done here, well, I've themed it around some musical guests that have appeared on the show over the past year. And it is, of course, a great bunch that I've got here. We start with Bleached. All the cities that we burned down, Oh yeah, Bleached cover The Black Coat's Daughter. We follow that up with Clutch. How was I to know? Oh, that was clutch. And they're covering Blue Ruin. How do you follow that up? Well, Conjurer, of course. Yeah, that was Conjurer. And Conjurer are covering everything, everywhere, all at once. There's no way you can follow that, right? Wrong. You're wrong. This is Goat Girl. Yeah, Goat Girls are covering Strangeland. And then we're following that one with Going Off. Would you believe Going Off are covering Hereditary? And we're going to follow that with Maps. Yep, Maps is covering The Lodge, and you're thinking, well, how the hell do you follow The Lodge? Let me tell you how. It's with Tad. Yeah, that's right, it's that Tad, and he's covering The Shining, and we're wrapping up this eight-episode extravaganza with a band named Teeth of the Sea. Yeah, that was Tea for the Sea. Uh, they're covering the strange colour of my body's tears. Oh yeah, so that was an eclectic bunch of artists and an eclectic bunch of movies as well. It gives those artists a chance to shine individually on the show and it also frees up a month of my time 
for me so I can get on and I can compile another episode and get myself in front of things. I hate being behind, hate having to rush. And before you're asking, all you patrons out there, it does not affect the Patreon channel at all. There is still going to be at least four new episodes up there this month. In fact, I already know what they are. Uh, January the 5th, we've got the best horror movies of 2023, according to Paul. And also in that, I'm including my favourite musical albums of 2023. Uh, And I've already mentioned my number one pick out of our little uh, list of artists there. Oh, could it be? January the 12th, the Amityville Horror Series continues. Uh, It's the 10th edition of that, and it's Amityville Uprising. Another interview with Thomas J. Churchill, completing his Amityville trilogy there. And then we also have, on January the 25th, a video nasty episode continuing that series. We're 36 deep in that now. The Beast in Heat from 1977. We've got guest Jake West to come on and chat about that. And really special this, on January the 19th, Ono Lono, the very first edition of a new series. We are covering together, I Madman That, from 1989. That's Lono from We Belong Dead podcast with a new series, Ono Lono. So, yeah, you can find all that and around 100 or so other episodes over at patreon.com forward slash a year in horror. And the reason for this delay, well, I wrapped up the band that I sing in called Ohms recently. Uh, We played our very last show at a festival called Damnation, and I've been sorting out the finances and whatnot with that. Plus, we also went out for a celebratory meal, uh, which we're going to do every year now. It's proper good, but that's another podcast in Dagon. So, yeah, I don't know why I'm doing these things. I'm just completely knocking out my free time. 10 years in a band, 6 albums, tons of tours, hundreds of shows. That's a lot of admin to to finish up and get sorted. But most importantly, my wife and I, we bought a house together uh, thanks to a wonderful bit of inheritance gifting from Claire's parents, uh, which is just for me has been absolutely life-changing. Not going to lie, thank you so much. They don't listen to this, but I just want them to know I do very much thank them. And As anyone that's ever renovated a house knows, I mean, there's pretty much zero spare time. I am, of course, making myself a podcast in studio, though. Now I've not got the band, I can just concentrate on this, and that's proper exciting. Uh, So I don't want to put out this half-assed, big-hitter episode for you. I want to do the podcast properly right, so especially now... Uh, that I've left the band. I'm going to have to concentrate my efforts on horror going forward. So yeah, that's it. Enjoy these chats. There's going to be eight of them. I'm going to pull this one out of the bag for you right now. Here we go. This one is. Well, I do love seeing that the Hammer title card is at the beginning of this film. Gives me a little warm, fuzzy feeling. There's probably a thousand films there for you to choose from. Let's get things a little bit tighter. Here's one. Goodnight Mummy was the director's previous film. And those directors are Veronica Franz and Severin Fiala. 
This is another Christmas-based film with yet more kids playing up. And these kids, they're not happy. Dad's girlfriend, Grace, played by Riley Keough, she's edged her way into the family setup. We've got a boy called Aiden. We've got a girl called Mia. This is a film that has its protagonist as someone that's recently left a cult. Her name is, as I say, Grace, and she is the only surviving member of that doomsday cult. It's a film that weighs heavily into the tropes of gaslighting and of PTSD, and plus, it has the best soundtrack by Danny Benzie and Saunders Durians. Unfortunately, there is dog trauma, and it is a particularly nasty bit of dog trauma. And yeah, this film, it came out theatrically in 2020. This is The Lodge. So, how would you feel about going to the mountains for Christmas with Grace? She really wants to get to know you guys. That's our mom's hat. Oh, I'm sorry. You okay? I don't want to leave you here with the kids if you're not feeling up to it. Uh, I'm feeling fine. It was my idea, and it's a couple days. I can do a couple days. Okay, guys, I'm off. Have fun. What is that? That's crazy. Everyone committed suicide except for her. Repent, and you will find salvation. Guys! Things are very uncomfortable between us and we're stuck in a house together what is this the power's out where are my things it makes no sense what i heard something And this is what the letterboxed synopsis says. You're not welcome here. A soon-to-be stepmom is snowed in with her fiancé's two children at a remote holiday village. Just as relations begin to thaw between the trio, some strange and frightening events take place. I love this one. We've got a chat now with James, and I think James loves this one too. Welcome back to the podcast, James Chapman. He is the creator of the wonderful musical project, Maps. He last appeared on this podcast chatting with us all about the dark, psychedelic dream fest that was come true. And I love that you lot really enjoyed that one as well. So, of course, I invited him back on. This is myself and James from way back, way back in June this year. As I say... I've been compiling these things all throughout the year just so I can have a little free month, a little free month over Christmas. But for now, let's talk The Lodge. James, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. 
and talking about it's a pleasure i've i've literally been looking forward to this all day <laughs> like this is seriously like I, there's nothing i enjoy more than um talking about movies i love and and uh yeah especially with you man oh it's, i it's do yeah. i really enjoyed last time yeah yeah i so, did i did too yeah. um <laughs> before we get into this you mentioned the other night you saw good night mummy um as like a little build up to this one i did yeah and did i hadn't i hadn't seen it for a few I, i'd saw it a few years back and yeah it, it's a weird one I, I kind of i really love a lot of things about it but then by the end i just feel the the kind of torture torturing the mother scenes are just a little too much there was other ways but, to get to that ending i think like when- yeah yeah it was i mean yeah i mean but i think i, I mean I, I it's definitely a, a really good film i mean I, I was reading about it actually and that apparently a lot of it was kind of improvised and a lot of the kind of oh, wow. and, and also the little kids i read that the little kids didn't know really what was the movie was about probably for the best yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Right. um so a lot of their kind of innocence and looking like they 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 don't know what's happening is is for real i think because they're they were kind of kept in the dark but you know it's a really good it's a really good film it's just i feel like that it didn't quite all come together for me because i think they they felt a little bit like a cop out it just went a bit too far at the end <laughs> I, th- I think it's one when you're watching it it's good fun, but it you feel a little bit oh okay at the end, you know. Mm. It's, it's like I'll come back to that maybe another time, another another time. But yeah, it's not going to be instantly. Oh, I can't wait to watch that one again. It's not like that. No, no. I think the, I remember there was a lot of kind of hype about it at the time. I remember people kind of saying to me, "Oh, you should watch that." But it's probably because you know this when films are extreme and and have kind of moments of just pure horribleness like people people want you to see it as well so i don't know it's but yeah i i I can't remember what i gave it on letterbox i think maybe three stars yeah i think i was the same yeah i think it's it's decent it's just was one of those that even though i wouldn't say it's forgettable Mm. i'm in no rush to to get back there no but i think i mean without jumping the gun i think it, it it definitely it felt like those directors were almost just perfecting their craft a bit and i think the film we're going to talk about i think is a far superior film i mean they, they seem to have a a penchant for psychopathic <laughs> little kids <laughs> what is going to come next from these people yeah yeah but it, and i know I, the things i did like about good night mummy was just the fact it, it didn't pull its punches it kind of went there and even though i didn't quite go there with it it was it was a decent film so yeah we're gonna get into the film we're talking about which is the lodge in just a moment Mm. but as it's christmas i've got to ask you uh what's your favorite christmas film it doesn't have to be horror but is there something that you just return to each year many people have a favorite but for me i'm not really fussed by it what about yourself no i was i was trying to i was trying to think of one because i didn't want to disappoint you and i also watched a lot of christmas films like all around the year, I don't kind of get into that. We need to watch a Christmas film because it's Christmas idea. Yeah, um, but I did have a thing. I think um, I mean, I just I watched Better Watch Out 
recently, the new one. Yep. I thought that was really good. Great. That is very Great. Christmassy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it twice now. And it's still, yeah, it's, it's a really good film. And I was thinking of some older ones. Oh, I felt Dead End, which I saw in your... Have, have you ever seen that? <laughs> I saw that in your list. And I remember that. Because it was one of those films I watched probably around the time it came out. When, like When Blockbuster was still a thing, I used to yeah. go and just pick up random films. And that was one of them. I can never remember what it, film it was. Like it was just one of those that was in my subconscious and I could never remember the name of it. And then recently I, I found it again and watched it and I forgot just kind of how corny it was and how very like early 2000s, the, you know, it's a bit like Scooby-Doo in parts. <laughs> but, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, no, that's a good film. And the, the, I was thinking of some bad films. I know you didn't ask that question, but um, Silent Night, Deadly Night is just not not, not a good film. I don't remember much about it other than the antlers scene. You know, where, where yeah. It's, but, Silent Night, Deadly Night goes in hard again. It just, it's, yeah. the opening scene's horrible. And have you seen part two? No, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't line up for the sequel. Mate, the first <laughs> half of part two is part one. So okay. They didn't have any budget. So the whole first half. Oh, right. <laughs> well, mean, literally. It's, they've just cut various scenes out. and Wow. <laughs> it's brilliant. So, yeah, I recommend you watch it, maybe with a tipple. One other film I, I did watch, and it's um, wrong time of year, but uh, New Year's Evil. <laughs> have you ever seen New Year's yes, Evil? <laughs> I have. New Year's Evil. <laughs> yeah, that was... Again, it was just, it was so bad. But that that was one that me and one of my friends was like, we should watch a, you know, come around for New Year. Let's watch a New Year. Sweet. Horror film. And <laughs> that was the one we chose. <laughs> well, I, I quite like the idea of it, but I like Christmas as just like part of what's going on rather than Christmas is the main thing with the film. Um, mm. You know, because then they're not shoving it in at you that way. It's just like, oh, yeah. It just happens to be happening around Christmas and therefore it's a Christmas film, which I think is where we're with the lodge, right? That's the same yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you don't even see a Christmas tree, I don't think. Um, no. Yeah. Was, yeah. Well, it's it's weird because I, I'd seen it, I'd seen it a few years ago and I hadn't even remembered it was based around Christmas time. Like when I saw it in your list, I was like, is that like is that a Christmas film? What's wrong with this boy? You thought <laughs> what's wrong with him? No, but like I just um and then I watched it again. I was like, oh yeah, it is based around Christmas, but it's not it's not a Christmas film. I mean, it, unless you want to have a severely miserable <laughs> time. There is so it's, many it's, on this list that do that. <laughs> yeah, but it's not it's not a, it doesn't get you in the Christmas spirit. I mean, it works with the story. I think it works with the story because it's like very much he the father's trying to get the family to bond over Christmas and it's kind of like that's the 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 kind of um I can't think of the word premise. Premise. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> But, uh, that was a long pause. Hey, I've got an edit button. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the, the thing with this, this is my most recent one that I've got in the 
top 10. And I do think it should be in the top 10 uh, of Christmas horrors because, and the reason I say it is a Christmas horror is it specifically shows you and part of their um, sort of trying to trick their potential new mum-in-law is the swapping of the dates and things like that. And it makes a Mm. thing of it at that point that, Mm. oh, she's missed the whole of Christmas here. What's happened, you know? So I think that is is an important part of her dissolving shall we say so i'm including it this is included and it and it definitely yeah is. no it definitely is um and it's there is there are quite a few christmasy bit like when she's decorating the house at the santa beginning goes and santa goes <laughs> that's a creepy santa isn't it <laughs> it's the worst. yeah <laughs> and and then santa comes down <laughs> after she passes out yeah i would definitely include it yeah, I love this film so much. I, I literally, it's one of those, like the last one I chose when I came on was a similar thing. I, I felt like I needed to just tell people about it because I don't, I, this film just seemed, didn't really seem to do much. Like, And I I just kind of, I came across it by accident. Um, it's, it's quite hard to find as well. Like, I don't really yeah. see it available to rent many places, yeah. but um, it's I a brilliant think- film. It played tons of festivals, which got a real buzz going by it, for it, should I say. But then when it finally came to getting a release, it was a little bit here, a little bit there. So you could watch it maybe on Hulu or whatever it was mm. in America. Um, uh, and it was saying it's coming to VOD soon over here. Um, but I, st- I still haven't been able to find it over here. I had to actually buy a copy mm. uh, to watch it. Um, mm. So there, it, it seemed maybe because of like uh, COVID and what happened there, things got delayed. But you would have thought with the hype that it got at the horror festivals that someone would have picked it up sharpish. I was expecting it just to be on Netflix, like boom, there, there you go. But it, yeah. it's never the case. I don't know if it's maybe the title because it's there are a lot of films called The Lodge or, or Lodge something or. There's that Tales from the Lodge with... Yeah. Um, I've not thought that, that weird... I think you're right. Yeah. That yeah. Title isn't very like, oh, can't wait to get No, it. there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of lodges about. Um, <laughs> but this <laughs> is the best lodge. There's <laughs> a lot of lodges about. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about like the suicide. This is the thing that oh. pulled me in and I couldn't stop watching from that moment. Mm. Um, yeah, I take it from that reaction that you love that bit. It's a brilliant suicide. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, I, the first time I watched it, it's what it's it's just perfectly crafted because she, you just you don't expect it at all because nothing's really happened up to that point other than he told her that he's going to marry the other woman. Yeah, and it's quite a quiet opening, and then she yeah she comes in and like rearranges the stuff in the house, drinks a glass of wine, and and uh, blows her brains out. Just that little reach into her bag. It's yeah. So nonchalant. Doesn't matter. Like, yeah. I've got everything else sorted. I've needed this up a little bit. And yeah. Out of nowhere. And it doesn't flinch. You see it. And it's yeah. fair enough. It's a quick cut. But your mind will piece together everything that you can't see. Yeah. Um, oh, it's crazy. And uh, the other thing, because I, I watched this last night, so I'm going to be a bit <laughs> annoying with details. But, um, uh, I hadn't noticed like the radio's playing when she in that whole scene, and then she blows her brains out and it and it carries on playing. It's so weird. It's like she's dead, just like just like that. Yeah. But life is just carrying on. I thought that was really poignant. It was just kind of you know it's just like a, a travel report or something on the radio. 
but yeah, it's really well done. And the other funny, it's not funny really, but um, I watched it with my partner, like the sec, because I watched this three times now. I watched, the second <laughs> time I watched it, in the whole first 10 minutes or whatever, we were like, oh, is that, is that Alicia Silverstone? She was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it might be. And then literally, she in that scene, she, she was like, um, oh, she might be making a comeback. And then bang, <laughs> she shot herself in the head. And I thought that was just perfect timing. I was like, no, she's, she's dead. But... <laughs> On the, oh, there's a comeback. Uh, didn't come so back. Well. But no, I hadn't seen her for like, Batman v oh. Robin or whatever. Or oh wow, what a movie! Now you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there was a bit in the suicide that just before um, it cuts to her being alone in her actual place when she's just um, walked out uh, of the discussion where he says he's going to marry someone else, and there's this Alka-Seltzer that's like dissolving in the glass of water mm, yeah, yeah. and just fizzling away fizzling away just like their marriage and i thought what a lovely piece mm. of cinema this is like clever what's going on here uh, yeah. i'm digging this but you don't you don't pick up on that until your second watch when you know what's going to happen yeah uh, which is real i love that sort of thing it's like ha ha okay well this felt like i've i've loved this film more each time i've watched it which is quite rare like and it's those little details i think that just just make it so good it's just and there's so many bits that um because it, it's, it's dealing with very human emotions you know grief and and like family trying to you know uh, uh, kids dealing with grief how they how they deal with it like depression you know the the what's her name grace is is trying to move yeah. on from a cult life um oh, her story and, is crazy too yeah um but you know it's not monsters and and ghosts are we are we doing spoilers in this yes of course, yeah. of course. okay sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> people would be like oh i didn't know she blows her brains out <laughs> she <laughs> didn't <know> what <laughs> um but yeah it's, it's and i think that's that's another reason it, it, it spoke to me was just because it's 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 dealing with those very human experiences which you know are kind of very raw and 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 a, a lot more frightening i think than than ghosts and and monsters and all that stuff for me anyway i think i think you know i think this film's kind of got pretty much everything that i love in in horror films i think so it's um yeah, right. it's a good one. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm, gonna, I'm yeah. gonna dig here because I think you're right. Like grief over suicide is a lot different than grief over death from an illness, because mm. there's all that what if there is that what could I have done that sort of survivor's guilt that you won't necessarily get when there's an, an inevitable end. Mm. So it's a it's a real tricky one, and you don't often see it, especially with kids involved, because. It's a bummer. Let's face it. Like this mm. film at no point is like you said earlier on. It's not like, ah, oh, Christmas film. Let's stick this one in. And, you know, it's not that. We've got to talk about the kids. So let, let's. Yeah. I think they're really well played. I didn't mm. write their names down, but I know the, the boy's Aiden, the girl's Mia. That's it. That's, that's yeah. where I am at least. I just think that, that the issue that people have with this film is that things escalate way too much 
kids wouldn't do that. Um, but I, I've not been in that position. You know, I'm, I'm nowhere near that clever of playing a long game, especially as a kid. So I, I guess I get where they're going with that. But if you can suspend your disbelief and just enjoy the bloody film, it's non-stop from the moment where they they hit the cabin. It is creeping me out, and it's all because of these children. How about you on your third watch? Were you still like bothered by these horrible tykes? Totally, yeah. For me, when I watch the film, I, I feel like we're in Grace's shoes. We kind of rooting for her, even though she's come from a, a crazy cult and has a, Definitely a past. Definitely for her. Yeah, because she's really nice and she really wants it to work and then you know there's so many scenes that just break your heart like when she arrives you, she's got presents for them and she puts them away like i forgot that bit but she's she's got presents for Aiden and Mia and she's you know she's really trying um but the trouble is the kids hate her they literally <laughs> hate her and there doesn't seem to be anything that she can do to to help that and but then you got a feel for the the kids as well because like when you're that age, you would blame the other woman, um, I guess. I mean, I don't know, but your emotions are still developing. You know, you can't, you don't know where to direct your rage, I suppose. Of course, you're not going to um, blame your dad, are you? Because you no. know, he's the I have to, I have to say, though, the dad is a bit, <laughs> it seems a bit naive about the whole situation. Like, he, he did, there was a, there was, he, he annoyed me a bit with how just, it just seemed to be about his, what made him happy. Um, yep. You know, that's, that's, that's one thing that I kind of did annoy me a bit, but I guess, you know, I suppose he's in his, uh, he's doing what he thinks is right, but he does seem to kind of force grace on the kids in a way. And then he goes off to work and leaves them to, to, to bond. It's, it's like, really? Like, yeah, it's a little bit risky. <laughs> as we, as we find out it's a bit risky <laughs> um but yeah i think it is a very although it does escalate to a kind of ridiculous degree and that you know there's a point in the film when you i think you you find out that it is the kids that are doing it and you're like i think it's time to stop now yeah. <laughs> because she's like wandering around with frostbite in the snow and and <laughs> And hasn't had her medication for for days, and and it's hallucinating, and you know there's there's a there's a prank, and there's a, a you know <laughs> oh, it's like a psychopathic behaviour. But I think what's good about this film is that it holds off with that twist for a long time. For a long so we time, so yeah. we don't know we don't know what's going on. We don't know if the if she really is having a breakdown or if um. I was reading like the directors kind of but wanted to film it kind of like a haunted house movie. So there's a lot of shots from above and, and you don't know if it's like supposed to be a ghost because there's a few I thought it was supernatural for a bit. Yeah. yeah, I did. But they really keep that going. And I think that's that's when you like feel Grace's desperation because she starts to believe that they're they're dead and they're in purgatory. Which again, like if people I know people might have problems with that. But you got to think she hasn't had her tablets for quite a few days, so she's a, a bit more susceptible to to what they're doing to her. So I think there's a lot of things you can you can suspend your disbelief because it's it's at the end of the day it's it's a good film. So I'm rooting for it. 
I think I'm in agreement with you. Um, there, there's a couple of bits. So I'm going to go back to one of the early things you said there was that there was a moment when Grace comes out and it's so well executed, this scene, where you all of a sudden you understand everything the kids are going through, you understand everything Grace is going through. And when she accidentally wears the, the dead mum's hat. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just a complete accident. And you can see this happening whenever this sort of situation would arise, you've just mm. made a silly mistake like that. And it has affected the kids, but you're, you're like, oh, I'm really sorry. And you know, you, you think that might be over. The kids snatch it away a bit nastily, but mm. you get that. And that grounds it into complete reality for me. So at that point, I'm, yeah, I believe everything so far. You know, I, I get this. So you don't have to suspend disbelief that the, the selfish dad is going away for a little bit. That's fine because he's he's got a business stuff to to sort out. Let's let's leave them to bond. So so far, loving it. I love this backstory though with her, where she's got that she's just getting over PTSD. Not fully, but those pills, they help it. You know, she's come from this cult background. Um, and of course, the kids know this, and that's already been set up, and that's where they have this elaborate plan to like let's let's freak her the hell out, and it just goes too far, and it goes on for too long. As you say, we don't get the reveal that they're fibbing, and until there's like twenty minutes to go, when they're just like, oh, hang on, the dog's now frozen to death, and she's sitting on the the, the porch. As you say, frostbitten. Yeah, I think that's the time to own up. But I think <laughs> there were a lot of things where, I mean, you know, when did they have time to print out an obituary of, you know, that that scene where they they've made this kind of memorial? You know, they. That's um, that's my issue. That's my yeah big issue. Yeah, is, that is so elaborate. That is so clever. Yeah. That is so mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it. it it adds to the the film, you know. I think it, it didn't it, it didn't spoil it, and I, I think it also just shows how much they they hate this woman. You know, they really want to mess her up, and I I think your your sympathy, well, my sympathy definitely was with Grace throughout, and even by the end, I felt bad because I felt like the kids kind of got what they deserved in a way because they were just so horrible. I mean, probably not, you know, probably. It, didn't get what they deserved in in that sense but they they definitely learned their lesson but it's such a sad ending you know just everyone's basically destroyed but i, I loved it. it it reminded me a bit of hereditary just the atmosphere and the kind of like family dynamic yeah it, uh, in the doll's house as well there's that whole thing of the, the yep. doll's house you know which the first time i watched it i kind of hadn't remembered much about that but it's like they've they planned it all in the doll's house. The kids have like come up with this elaborate plan. And I, I reckon the directors must have retrospectively just thought this does go a little bit crazy here. Let's mm. backtrack a little bit and put a couple of hints in that this is what was going ahead all along because it is a leap. Yeah. It really is a leap. I mean, the other one that's a leap is when he, he pretends to hang himself. And I'm still not sure how he did that. I mean, how old is this kid? He's like 10 or 11 and he's 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 some kind of genius if he's come up with a way to like convince. But again, I mean, at that point, she's hallucinating. She's very susceptible, very gullible to, to what's going on. So 
you can see you know how she would freak out and if with what's going on but but yeah a question uh, for you mr james chapman here we go yeah, yeah, yeah. This. would you have checked if it was you would you have gone into the crawl space just to check uh, to see whether that's where all the stuff was well i don't know where the crawl where the i mean it would just yeah. be under the house the house is on sort of stilts sort of thing i suppose the idea was that the the kids knew that house really well didn't they and she didn't so they probably ah, they they right. chose a place that she would never find yeah i suppose yeah i mean that that i i can i can understand that cuz she it was her first time at the lodge but they'd been there many times but yeah i mean as plans go to to mess with your stepmom um <laughs> it's it's got to be the all most, all time most elaborate plan but it it's a, it made a great film so <laughs> this is the thing it is a horror film you know it's a work of fiction and mm. you unlike it's, it's difficult to to place it on like how believable things are but i think it does a really good job of it to a certain point before it just before it doesn't i can't say that i didn't enjoy it when it went crazy it didn't jump the shark it wasn't like oh do you know what i'm just not into this anymore like a few people have said uh in their reviews that i've gone through on letterboxd that it was just it all went too crazy too too quickly and i'm like no it's a real mm. steady build up there yeah no i i don't think so i think i think by the point that it goes crazy you invested well i, I was invested in it yeah and and it's really artistically done you know it's, it's really well made and the tone is just very consistent. It's a very quiet film. It's, there's there's a lot of you know quiet moments, and then there's some very loud bits. As I seen with the, the church organ, just blares out of nowhere, and she like <laughs> she's kind of hallucinating. But it's it also reminded me a bit of kind of classic horror. Like I, I think there was especially in the snow. I don't know. I, I, is it the Omen or the Omen Two with the snowball fight? Yeah, yeah, I think it's part two. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one. No, right. We'll edit yeah, whatever one it is. One of them, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there were moments where it just felt kind of like a bit of a throwback to to kind of more classic horror. I, I guess it was, it was. I mean, it's it's a lodge. That's, that's, that's the, the, the most famous destination of horror films of all time, isn't it? So it's like, right, and... Uh, Crazy kids, that is a trope that I wish we would see more of. Mm. Like, because <laughs> are frightening. They are frightening. Yeah, there's something um, I mean, it's it's funny because we mentioned better watch out. I don't know if we're allowed to spoil that film as well. Why not? <laughs> well, I've, I've, there was a lot of similarities. I mean, that is done in a very comic black humor way. But yeah, they're both psychos psycho kids that and there's something very unnerving about you know people that are, that are young kind of behaving in a, in a way that's just inhuman there's another film that is it the children oh i was just about to mention yeah 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 yeah, yeah, children, yeah. an english film which, yeah again another christmas one oh. yeah oh yes yeah For some reason i thought it was australian but it is it's it's british isn't it yeah 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 um yeah, that's horrific. And like, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think with the lodge that you do have some sympathy with the kids because they're they're that's how they're dealing with the situation. 
by the end, when it gets to the crazy bit, we're kind of seeing it through Grace's eyes. We're seeing things through her lens. Sure. So, you know, that you don't know that the kids are seeing things that way. You know, it could be that they don't know just how far they've pushed her, maybe. I don't know. I mean, they probably should because she's wandering about in the snow. Like well, I, th- the, I think the ending's great. I think that yeah. Hitchcock build-up sort of thing of like, is the dad going to make it on time to save mm. the day? Oh, thank God he's here. He saved the day. Yeah. And then what it happens, doesn't... happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, and there, I've got to say that there's a few dream sequences in this film that I I loved. Where the, There was one that I'd kind of forgotten about, but she she's kind of pulled under the snow and, and then she wakes up in the, in the middle of a snowy plane and the, the camera just pans back and she's just and you can hear the ice cracking and there's just really some really cool moments in this film and yeah i definitely feel like it's a massive step up from good night mummy i think they've, they've kind of and like you say i can't wait to see what they do next yeah i'm gonna butcher yeah. their names veronica franz mm. and severin fiala uh, so is this one worth adding to the annual yuletide xmas horror bonanza so i've put it in my top 10 for these Mm. christmas films i think it does i think it's a great film regardless it's not even without the christmas thing but um i'd definitely put it in i mean i I might give a bit of a heads up if everyone's having a good time bigger warning (laughs) let's watch a movie everyone Uh, (laughs) that it's not it's not one that that's gonna get the party going um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I definitely put it in. Yeah, I loved it. James, thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure, man. Thanks for asking me. this score on youtube and would you believe it isolated from the actual movie this thing is flipping brilliant it's very string heavy and it delivers this icy barren feel whilst it still delivers you the creeps i don't know how it does it but i'm gonna have a guess and i think it's because there is this devious sort of malevolent underscoring of drone going on and it happens through most tracks It just keeps up the suspense. The build-up is palpable in the film, but separated. I think this sort of makes it sound timeless. Regardless, it's creepy front to back. If anything, I would say that this thing is way darker than what we actually see in the film. And don't forget, the film begins with a suicide. This score is just downright nasty. So massive props to Danny Bensey and Sonda Durians.
I love it. And where can you find the film The Lodge? Well, in the USA, you can stream it. It is free on Canopy. It is free on Hulu. But nowhere in the UK is this thing available to stream for free. As a physical product, sure, you can get it everywhere. It's on DVD. It's on Blu-ray. There are no special editions or anything out there yet, though. I expect something nice soon. As for podcasts... Horror and Heels, they covered The Lodge in January 2022, and also Horror Movie Talk podcast, they went in deep for their July 2020 episode. And that's it, that's The Lodge. I want to say massive thanks to James Chapman for coming on and doing the chat, chat, chat with me. Ooh. 